Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to the Toronto Raptors 117 to 105 loss to Miami Heat Riker. Obviously, the Raptors had three preseason games. This was the last one, and definitely a little bit worse than the first two, but it was really nice to see Kyle Lowry back, see all the boys, and there was definitely some positives to take away from this game, Riker. Absolutely. Kyle Lowry emerging on the scene, rising like a phoenix from the ashes, Ben. There's always questions as to what his athleticism is going to be, what kind of mentality he's going to come out with, and he just shot the lights out this game. I thought we saw a bit of an improved Pascal Siakam, maybe not as much on the inside, but definitely with his three-point shooting. There were some good things, some good snippets this game, Ben. Yeah, no, a thousand percent. And Kyle Lowry, oh, we got the we got the screen going here. But uh, Kyle Lowry, he came into this game with 25 points, three assists, two steals, and not that many minutes either. Only 27 minutes. We're used to seeing Kyle Lowry playing you know, 40-odd minutes, 45-odd minutes, especially in a game where we're down. But Kyle Lowry really came out in this one raring to go. He he obviously missed the first two preseason games. And as you mentioned, he looked in shape, looked a little bit thicker. But, you know, that's Kyle Lowry. That sort of fluctuates. And you don't mind it when he's got a little bit of extra weight to throw around in the paint and stuff. But he was moving well. He was attacking the rim. And it's a really good indication because obviously for the past two, three seasons now, the big question was, will Kyle Lowry be able to maintain the level of play he's been at? And I guess the year that Kawhi was there, his points really dipped, but he was still that playmaker, that engine, and then really shocked the entire league with his ability to score and stuff last season. And this first game back was a could be an indication that he's really ready to go again this season to be a leading scorer, to be a main guy. And Obviously, Pascal Siakam played well in this game tonight, Riker, as well. But who do you sort of see being the, the main guy going forward? Because clearly in the bubble, it was Kyle Lowry was our number one option. But, you know, more so through pre-bubble was Siakam. From this game in this very small sample size of what it is, who do you who did you really see take the reins of this, this squad? Well, obviously, Kyle Lowry. No, everybody's low on Pascal Siakam right now, and he needs to step up his game or the Raptors will be at the bottom of the East come playoff time, and they'll struggle to get out of the first round. But I don't want to spiral into negative train of thought. I do want to sit on your comment on the minutes, only playing 27 versus 40. Guaranteed he's going to be playing 40 minutes. We didn't see Malachi Flynn this game. We're still in the preseason. I don't think anybody let Nick Nurse know that. It came out he was clearly trying to win this game. They didn't have Jimmy Butler playing. Uh, they didn't have Avery Bradley playing. This isn't this isn't the Miami Heat's core. There's no there's no reason to play. I don't know such a tight rotation of your starters. That's my opinion on it. At least maybe people in the comments will have a different opinion. And Pascal Siakam, like I said at the beginning, four for seven from three, so improved in that sense but really it's his inside game that i would look to for him to elevate this season we know come playoff time his three-point output's going to drop happens every year i don't think that that's going to be significantly changed this year unless he's getting up hundreds of reps that we don't know about but there was no reason he wasn't scoring his little flip shots his little baby hooks over the much shorter jalen brown in that boston Celtics series he needs to be more aggressive down the post and that's the only way that he's going to become the number one guy for this team then yeah, for sure. And I don't know. It, it was encouraging, though, to see Pascal Siakam knock down those shots, as you sort of mentioned. You know, he had, in this game tonight, 14 points, but 4 of 7 from the three-point line, 5 of 15 from the field. And, you know, 9 rebounds, 3 assists. I think he, even though, obviously, he has been bagged on and di hasn't looked phenomenal in the first couple of games of the preseason, he still, 
I think he looked a bit more comfortable tonight. And that's definitely a, a big positive to take away from from what we saw from the bubble. But I, I like the point that you brought up with Malachi Flynn. And that was honestly my biggest disappointment in this game because Matt Thomas, Terrence Davis, they really didn't seem to have it tonight. And Matt Thomas hasn't really for the past couple games. But Malachi Flynn is a guy that you and I both think should be in the rotation for this Toronto Raptors team. And Riker, are you a little bit worried we might have a case of Nick Nurse maybe not trusting the young guy early enough in the season or in this season at all? Because he looks like a player, and again, small sample size, that really should be in this Toronto Raptors rotation. Yeah, but you have to realize how many guards are on this team too, Ben. And Matt Thomas, we would vie, we would vouch for him to get minutes as well, just the way that his he comes in, shoots the lights out. You want a guy who's going to space the floor and command that much attention. He's going to get minutes. Norman Powell is obviously, he's deserved minutes playing so many seasons with the Toronto Raptors. Like, there's just a lot of competition for their guard spot. So I understand Nick Nurse's maybe point of view that if you have one year left with Kyle Lowry being on that $30 million contract, you don't know what's going to happen after. Squeeze as much as you can out of him. You just paid Fred Van Vliet. I think Malachi Flynn can wait a year if that's what happens. I think it's disappointing because we all know that even in two games, he's shown that he probably has a spot in the NBA. Like this guy is a true point guard in all sense of the term, but you know, for him sitting, there was also a much positive thing in that it seems like Deandre Bembry had a breakout game and he comes in and he does everything that Rondé Hollis Jefferson can. Plus he has some, I would say a little bit more polished dribbling. Uh, He only has what one assist on the box score, but it seemed like he set up three or four different shots. Like, he, he was being really aggressive, and I, I loved what I saw for him tonight, and, and that's why he I think he got the most minutes off the bench, or among the most minutes off the bench. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how Nick Nurse comes out with these different rotations, Riker. And the question I sort of want to pose to you is, who do you think really, who really impressed you off that bench unit? Who would you like to see? Not who you necessarily think it's going to be, but who would you like to see the Raptors sort of run with going into the the pre into the start of the season we just finished the preseason because I think the most consistent guy off the bench has been Malachi Flynn and Terrence Davis and Matt Thomas have had their their moments in the current preseason but I don't think they've sort of impressed to the same level that that Malachi has DeAndre Bembry he's been a guy that obviously didn't score that many points tonight but as you said the defense really looks like it's there and you know the energy the mobility just the feel the feel he has for the game is really impressive for a guy that's hasn't been really made a name for himself in the NBA yet. Chris Boucher, he hasn't had bad box scores. Like tonight he had 11 points and, and a rebound, but the eye test outside of those threes that he took, he looked a little bit, looks a little bit weird seeing him play that center position. Who would you like to see off that bench? Because that's really what the preseason's all about, Riker. Yeah, and that's why I said, I don't think Nick Nurse got the notice that this is what the preseason is for. Every, I think all the other coaches know you got to play deep bench, give them minutes, just see what they're able to do against decent competition. But he's out there playing starters as if this is, you know, a, a series clutching win that you need to get, get against the Miami Heat. But I'll tell you who I'm not excited to see off the bench. That's Chris Boucher. That's Alex Len. I'm I'm actually very worried about our front court, to be honest with you. I We'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. But because of that, I think we're going to rely on that small ball lineup that we that we talked about basically all off season. Will we see OG play extended minutes at the five throughout the regular season? The answer is going to be yes. And so who are you pulling off the bench to play with that lineup? It's not Matt Thomas because his defense isn't good enough. 
Terrence Davis is extremely up and down. Plus, he still has the pending suit. We don't know what's going to happen there. It's very hard to root for him now. Um, so let's, you know, we'll just park that where it is. Norman Powell, he's going to get his minutes. It has to be Bembry. It has to be Bembry because he has the most size of all the guys coming off the bench. You can put him into a small ball lineup. He can defend, and then hopefully he can show throughout the season that he can hit his threes, Ben. Yeah, no, for sure. And I really like Bembry, especially how he can play that sort of forward position. You know, he's not a guy that's limited to just the guard space. You mentioned the height and stuff. So I really would like to see Bembry be a key part of the rotation to start the year. I'm in agreement with you, but we'll talk about the bigs after. But in terms of that trio off the bench, and Terrence Davis, obviously, even with the impending lawsuit, he is just a guy that has been super inconsistent for this Toronto Raptors team, even pre, you know, this season, pre-bubble. He's had his ups and downs. Now, maybe his highs look higher, and I think going into the the bubble, and we made a few videos comparing Patrick McCaw, Matt Thomas, uh, Terrence Davis, who we'd like to see come off the bench, and we always sort of bring up that Terrence Davis maybe has the highest ceiling with his ability to shoot, defend, be athletic, all those sorts of things, but he's also the guy that might give you the least on a given night. So I think we're seeing that now in this uh, sort of preseason. Matt Thomas, obviously, you know he could shoot, but obviously you want to see him sort of take more of those open looks. So I don't really know what to think of Matt Thomas because his defense has certainly improved, but the last couple of games... He was getting beat tonight, Ben. He was getting blown by. He wasn't staying in front of his man. He's fouling three-point shooters. You can't have a guy out there if he's offering you nothing on the defensive end. But still improved. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> definitely improved from last season even though it's still not that but level. zero times 50 percent <laughs> <laughs> that's tough but uh no i think i think he's he does look bigger i think last season he was literally just being attacked on every single possession and tonight yes there was some lapses but i, I think there's less of players just really looking at him like barbecue chicken and more so now looking at him like I don't know. Maybe a what's a less bar, maybe a less barbecued chicken or <laughs> uh, b- cooked chicken. <laughs> some some cooked chicken. I don't even know. But uh, but so we'll see how that goes with Matt Thomas and in that guard spots. And this was a big thing I noticed, especially tonight. We brought it up when he was drafted. Malachi Flynn was a defensive player of the year, and in these games, he's getting steals like Fred Van Vliet because Fred's obviously notoriously one of the best pickpocketers in the NBA it seems like he has that ability but his quickness how far he is into up into guys he's full court pressing like Corey Joseph was when he was trying to earn minutes for the Raptors in his first season he really does it all on the defensive end and being a 6-1 guy you'd think he'd get overpowered by some people but I don't know I, I think we gotta rock with Malachi over those two players going into the start of the season especially when you take into account the unpredictability of Terrence Davis's situation, I think DeAndre Bembry has really carved out a role. Obviously, him and Norman Powell could be those backup wings. And yeah, the bigs, the big situation is something we're going to have to really sort of talk about and stuff. But uh, since we've been Louis, let's just swing into the segments, Riker. Tonight, let's, uh, tonight the spicy P-lay of the day. Get that clip up there. The spicy P-lay of the day. Do you have any, any sort of things in mind, Riker? Spicy Pele of the day. Very. Did you watch the? I'm gonna call the scrub minutes. The everybody knows the garbage minutes. You send out the worst lineup. That was the full fourth quarter. Did you watch the fourth quarter though till the end, Ben? Yeah. That final. It was in the last minute. I think it almost looked like a no look alley oop. Malachi Flynn to Canadian boy O'Shea Brissett. It that was nice. That was real nice. I know it's scrub minutes. It's garbage minutes. It means nothing. It's, but 
it was clean, Ben. That was my uh, spicy pilaf. Yeah, and th- that's honestly, you could almost give the spicy pilaf to the whole fourth quarter of Malachi P- Flynn's performance because that guy <laughs> just really came out there. He missed his first couple of shots, but then really started controlling the game, whether it be drives, whether it be hitting threes, middies and stuff. And as you said, through that sort of no-look lob, it was a... So it's a really cool play. And he played 12 minutes. He played 12 minutes, and he mm-hmm. had five assists, second most of the game. This yeah. guy is a true point guard. He's setting up players to make shots. You know, mm-hmm. Kyle Lowry, he is what he is. He's a score-first point guard, I think, for the most part. He makes the right passes, but he's not typically setting up a guy to score unless it's off the pick-and-roll, usually. Fred Van Vliet, he's, you know, he had his seven assists, but Malachi Richardson, I think he's special in the ter- in the sense that he is a true point Malachi guard. Malachi Richardson. Sorry, not Malachi Richardson. <laughs> Malachi Flynn. Malachi Flynn. We can't have too many guys named Malachi. Yeah. It's a unique name, and all of a sudden we got a bunch of guys. Do you know what else I want to say, too, man, before we swing into the next segment? Mm-hmm. I might as well get flamed at some point. But my my issue is that we're getting scored on by nobodies here. Akpala or Akpala. I know the pronunciation is going to get called out. Akpala and Struess or Struess. <laughs> Who are these Struess? guys? Struess. <laughs> Struss. That one's Struss. That one's Struss. Who are they? How are they scoring? How are they dropping 20, 20 pieces on the Raptors? I I wasn't I wasn't a fan. Yeah. Uh, Akpala, he was, I believe he was a second round pick. I don't even know who this Struss guy is, but those, those play, you got to give credit where credit's due. The Heat are similar to the Raptors in developing young players and bringing them in and letting them have a substantial role and they really showed out in their opportunity in preseason, so shout out to those guys. But not all plays can be the spicy pile of the day, and some just make you say, oh, geez, Riker. And tonight, the OGs oh, play the game, and it's going to, for the, the second time in a row, Riker, it's going to my guy, I was hyped up for him for like one video, Alex Len. We were disappointed in the, the free throw shooting in the last video, but this this game, he, he got the ball at the top of the three-point line, Right, caught it there, and similar to JV. JV always used to sort of hesitate and then let it fly. JV was actually pretty money at those open threes. And then I saw Alex Len there, right? And he sort of looks like, you know, one of those big, big heavy set guys sort of moving around, right? He has those JV vibes on the court. And I saw him at the top, and I was waiting for a little hesitation then in open three, but he just let it fly. Then we really got to see that sort of broken form, shoot it, and it was like a tough brick. It was... It was a tough-looking brick. I don't know, Riker. You and I said we, we'd hold out hope for Alex Len and what he could potentially do, especially if that three-point shooting sort of glimmer of hope was real and he could actually knock the open ones down. Wasn't, uh, wasn't an impressive first impression for his three-point shot. No. It looked like he was trying to destroy the backboard with his <laughs> shot. It was nowhere near the rim. I know the shot you're referring to, and it's a, it's unfortunate. You know, we see the perimeter of the court has We the North and a bunch of different languages in the same vein. It's good for the podcast if we have international players. We want that Ukrainian fan base because we want to talk up Alex Len. We want him to be good in the same way that JV was, but I don't know. Early signs are indicating that this guy's probably going to ride the pine for most of the season unless, you know, he can really find his footing as a big but then we can also swing it right into the Damari Carroll Gold Star Award for Worst Performance. We're, we're sticking with Damari Carroll. We were talking at the beginning of the pod that uh, maybe Stanley Johnson is making a push uh, to take that name, but we'll see as the season progresses. I think it's a fan favorite to keep it as Damari Carroll for now. 
I'm throwing it out to the bigs tonight, Ben. I'm throwing it out to Alex Len. I'm throwing it out to Chris Boucher, who, again, he, you're right. He he made a couple threes, but the rest of his game was a little bit suspicious. And Aaron Baines, all of them looking like very early career Jonas Valanciunas, you know, when he really wasn't able to do a lot for the Raptors. He was just out there, a big guy, but he looked out of place. That's what all of them are kind of looking like out there. Defense, a little bit less than par, three-point shooting less than par. I'm I'm a bit worried early on, Ben. Yeah, and obviously Aaron Baines is the guy we we can expect to be better for sure because last season, you know, the three point shooting was there. Tonight was an off night for him, but and we, you'd you'd expect the post moves to be there because that's what he sort of came into the league doing. So I'm less worried about Baines from this poor performance tonight because he only had four points, had seven rebounds though, but really got cooked by Bam and Abayo and these guys, but. I think Baines will be fine, especially in matchups that aren't Bam at a bio. But Chris Boucher, yes, the three-point shooting's there. Yes, the sort of energy's there. But he still hasn't earned the respect from the refs, and that's just because he's a smaller dude. Yes, he gets those big blocks and stuff, but still on the defensive end, there's lapses, and players can really take advantage of him sometimes in there. So you want to see more of that positioning sort of deal for Chris Boucher if he's playing that center position. And on the offensive end, like, he gets sort of pushed around in the paint, and he's definitely looking bigger this season, and it's kind of streaky how he plays and how he finishes. So we're looking for the the high streaks of Chris Boucher if he's going to get a consistent run. And then Alex Len, we're going to... I'm not completely... You know, we kind of trashed on him like uh, the OGs play the night, but I'm, I'm less high on him than even we were in our first video, Riker. That's not a good sign. But Ben, this is what worries me too, is that... Norm's our sixth man, mm-hmm. but Boucher is our backup big, yep. whether you want to put him at the four or the five. And Boucher is not at the caliber to defend any real playoff team big, I would say, right now, unless he needs to take some strides. I think that it's possible that with coaching and more minutes and more experience actually out there on the court doing the right things, that he could develop into that player. I mean, he certainly has athleticism. He has the length to be able to be a defender, needs more size on him needs to put on that muscle but maybe he'll get there um but again this is what worries me is that Bembry is probably going to become our backup big because I would say we'd probably be more comfortable playing a small ball lineup with Bembry than putting Boucher out there and I don't know if that's a recipe to really win a lot of games in the east Ben. we have a lot of big teams like Bam Adebayo is big Giannis is big uh all of the 76ers are big yeah so I, I don't know if small ball in the East is the way to really take strides forward, you know? I think OG would be that center because even though his height is a bit smaller, he's he's a big dude. Like, OG Ananobi is a guy that is is certainly can hold his own against a lot of guys. We saw him play center in the playoffs, but yeah, it's... I think Baines is going to be our really only hope to to guard those big guys, as you mentioned, and then down the clutch of games, maybe we can finesse some stuff with OG at center. Bembry, he's not as big, it, it doesn't look like, as Rondé Hollis Jefferson was, and we got away with it for Rondé last season for a little bit, but it's going to be interesting. Nick Nurse is certainly going to have a, a lot of interesting lineups to play this season. We saw one tonight with TD Fred, or TD Fred, or TD Matt Thomas uh, Malachi, Bembry and or Norman Powell sorry and then Chris Boucher that's a really small ball you know when Norman Powell's your power forward so it's gonna I think Nick Nurse will will love it he'll love just sort of throwing different players on the court and seeing what happens but 
it's it's going to be exciting. That's definitely the the thing we'll say. Whether it works or it doesn't, we'll find out. But you guys are the best for making it this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all the cool stuff. Check out the website. Shout out to everyone uh, commenting on it. We have a username James Frey comment on it. We're we're shouting out people that have actually commented on the articles and stuff because we we really like the the articles and stuff, the interactions. But yeah, you guys are the best. Do you have any last words, Riker? Jingle bells, jingle bells. Happy holidays, guys. We're getting close to it and the start of the season. So buckle in. Buckle in. (laughs) Cheers.